one of the most difficult things to do is find yourself in a storm. And while in that storm, it seems like everyone who you thought you could count on has, has walked away. And sometimes it seems like even God himself has forgotten about you. But in spite of that, to still be able to lift your hands and say, Lord, I trust you. time of the day it is. Welcome to the Crown Table Unleashed. Are you ready to be motivated, inspired, and encouraged? It's time for you to get in step with the Spirit. Here is your host, Jeffy Clark III. Ladies and gentlemen, how is everybody doing today? I am so glad to be here. Um, I have a special guest today, ladies and gentlemen. Michael Faison is here today to give the word and and just give a little interview questions about God. Mike, how are you doing today? All right, yourself? Hey, man, I cannot complain. I can't complain, man. I'm so glad to have you on the show today. Yes, sir. Same here. All right, guys. Today's episode is called Not Yet gold plated and we're going to get into why this show is called not yet gold plated um if you're following along with your bibles i want you to turn to exodus chapter 25 and we're going to read verses 1 through 22 because i want to get you guys a full concept of what i'm going to be talking about today um but before i get started mike how do you feel about materialistic things uh, materialist thing is is just temporary. It's not something that's that's, that's mandatory on earth. So mm-hmm. you, you just go live life off material things. You know, it's it's just it's not gonna work. It's just, you just got to focus on things that mainly important is that's our lives. Right. Material things is just like you know, it's it's not needed. It's a necessity. It's the stuff things you want but not as needed. Right. Some things we gotta let go of material things and focus on things that we need of God. He's given us as, as things that's not really mandatory, but you know, but things that's needed of God. So material things is it is it is it's, it's realistic. It's not stuff that we need on earth, but we need God. He's not material. He's realistic. Amen. So so say we gotta let go of material things and get and get ask God to give us things that we need of Him. Good. That's, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 exactly right, man. The, the, the material things. I'm, I'm I'm gonna let you know about what I went through in, when uh, when I was doing my Bible study. When I when I found out that it was good for God, it's good for me. Okay. Um. So I got I got one more question for you. What um do you feel about gold gold plated jewelry? Uh, as far as the jewelry that we wear, um, 
you know, it's, it's, that's a part of material, but things again, and some things you don't need, you just have to let it, let it, let it go. As far as everything, and just, you know, say, God, I don't need this, but I need you. So anything that was not pertaining to him, was pushing jury, or, you know, anything that's like taking our eyes off the Lord, and it's, it's everything, everybody's feeling what's on him, or he's, he's got money, or you got this. But in the day, you know, it's not about what I have on, it's about who I serve, who, who, who God I serve, or who, why God allowed me to have this on. Sometimes you got to take things off and just mm-hmm. be like, God, you know, I see you, you know, God, I don't need the jewelry, I don't, I don't think I need you to Sometimes we just got to, you know, take material things off our bodies and just serve God as one individual, not yeah. things that, that we wear or things that we buy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I love, I love that response, man. And, um, guys, listen, I, I just want to let you guys know that, you know, when, when you're dealing with these uh, material things, a lot of times it's what you see, right? So you see somebody with something, you're like, man, I, w- I would love to have that, but I'm here to tell you that it's not all what you think it is, okay? It's not all about uh, that material thing. It's about having the having the, having the Lord. But I want to read you guys this this part of uh, this part of Exodus here, and I want you guys to see um, and understand, you know, you know. And at this time, sometimes it's a, it's about your season, right? You might not be able to have a real 14K gold chain in this season, but it could come along in in later on in life in the past season. So I'm going to show you how I'm going to um, bring, bring that all in together for you. But let me go ahead and um and read this and read this for you. The Lord said to Moses, Tell the people of Israel to bring me their sacred offerings. Accept the contributions from all whose hearts are moved to offer them. Here is a list of sacred offerings you may accept from them. Gold, silver, and bronze. Blue, purple, and scarlet thread. Fine linen and goat hair for cloth tanned ram skins, and fine goat skin leather. Acacia wood, olive oil for the lamps, spices for the anointing oil, and the fragrant incense, onyx stones, and other gemstones to be set in the apod of the priest's chest piece. Have the people of Israel build me a holy sanctuary so I can live among them. You must build this tabernacle and its furnishings exactly according to the pattern I will show you. Have the people make an ark of acacia wood and sacred chests, 45 inches long, 27 inches wide, and 27 inches high. Overlay it inside and outside with pure gold and run a molding of gold all around it. Cast for gold rings and attach them to its four feet. Two rings on each side. Make it make poles from acacia wood and overlay them with gold. Insert the poles into the rings and the sides of the ark to carry it. The these carrying poles must stay inside the rings. Never remove them. When the ark is finished, place inside the stone tablets inscribed with the terms of the covenant which I would give to you then make the ark cover 
the place of anointment. From pure gold, it must be 45 inches long and 25 inches wide. Then make two cherubims from the hand, hammered gold and place them on the two ends of the anointment cover. Mold the cherubim on each end of the anointment cover, making it all one piece of gold. The cherubim will face each other and look down on the anointment cover, which their wings spread above it. They will protect it, placed inside the ark and stone tablets, inscribed with the terms of, of the covenant, which I will give to you. Then put the anointment cover over the top of the ark. I will meet with you there and talk to you from above the anointment cover, between the gold cherubims that hover over the ark of the covenant. From there, I will give you my commands for the people of Israel. So, guys, I like to read a... Um, what I'm talking about, and just a little bit more of the text so you guys can have context of, of what's going on. Listen, the Lord told Moses to overlay this special, this special creation God wants him to build. He told him, I want you to overlay this special wood in gold. I didn't say you needed to, need it to have the entire thing to be pure gold. But you can just overlay this wood in pure gold. Sometimes in our lives, ladies and gentlemen, we we get to a point in our lives where we think we have to have it all. But I'm here to tell you, in the beginning, gold-plated wood was good enough for God. It was good enough for God to see honor and integrity in it. For his special, for his special item, he chose to overlay it in gold. Mike, when I, when I, when I was having my study and I seen it, I realized then, I said, man, I really, I honestly really don't care about another piece of real jewelry in my life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because it was good enough, it was good enough for for God to use. Why can't it be good enough for me to use? Mm. Now later on, when when um when um when Solomon builds his 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 palace, everything in that palace is real gold, right? So that's mm-hmm. what I was talking about when I was saying um um about your your seasons. It might not be in Exodus that you be able to you, you in your Exodus when you in your Exodus. You're coming out. You might not be able to to have real gold, but when you, when you but when you're moving in your in your later on in your life, after you don't came out and you're walking walking in that purpose, you can have some real gold. You can have whatever God has planned for the blessings over in your life. It's there for you mm-hmm. and nobody else. Stop looking at people and seeing what they have and, and, and judging your life off of it. Stop doing that. One of the Ten Commandments says, do not cover thy neighbor's house. Don't cover what somebody else has. You don't know what, they, what they've been through to get it. What kind of steps they've had to walk to get to 
where they are in their life. Where they are in your life, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, guys, that's just that that gold plated that I wanted to, to, to dish out there to you, and um, to let you guys know, you know, it ain't all about what you have. I'm telling you, if it's good enough for God, it's, it can be good enough for you. And if you want to know God's colors, um, the God's uh, God's colors that He used, um. In, the, in in this in this sacred creation was blue, purple, and scarlet. Scarlet being red. So you know those three colors. Um, you know are your are your are your godly colors? That's because those colors he wanted to be in his tabernacle. Guys, it's all about it's all about description, man. It's all about what what the text is telling you, and and I'm here to tell you that trying to have everything in your in your coming out is is not it's not it's not possible. It's not possible. It's gonna be using what you got, what you can do. That's what it's gonna be. All right, guys, we got some um four questions. Four categories, excuse me, four categories that we're going to be talking about today. Um, the first category being the faith journey. The second one being the world around us. And then the third, personal beliefs. And the last being Bible truths. Okay, so that's what we're going to be hitting on these categories for the remainder of this of this episode, ladies and gentlemen. So my first first question for you, Mike. Are you ready? Sure. It says, "What do you think it means to give thanks in all circumstances?" Well, that's basically uh, you know you going through some situation that you don't know how to go through it, but you, you tell God in the midst of all, I'm still gonna thank you because I know it's, it's, you're gonna bring me out of situation. So you just thank him in the midst of your trials and your tribulations to God. I, I don't know why you think this, this but I still gonna say thank you. I don't know why this happens to me or my family members, my friends, or even my enemies. I'm still gonna say thank you, God. Sometimes you just have to tell God thank you in the midst of it all, in the midst of the trials and tribulations. But in the midst of my circumstances, I'm still gonna say thank you. Even though I always say God, I I, I want to say thank you, but I don't want to. And I, you put you take me through this in life, and I don't know why you take me through it. But I know you're gonna bring me out of this situation. So that me stand down and say, Lord, thank you for what you're gonna do and what you're about to do in my life, even though it's not what I want right now, Lord Jesus. So we just gotta tell God, you know, in the midst of circumstances, we gotta tell, we gotta give Him the praise and the, and the, and the worship that He that He worth. So God said, He He's, a, he, he's not on time. He's not right now, but he's going to be there on time when you need him to be on time. So whatever our circumstances is in our lives that we're not really going through, and we just have to give God thanks and always be able to, on our bad terms, and, our, you know, we upset, but we don't know how to take it, mm-hmm. but we thank him in the midst of it all. So we have to still, still thank him for what he's going to do in our lives, because everything that he's taken us to, if it's trials and tribulations and our circumstances in life, 
that we don't know what happens to us at the end. But as long as we keep thanking him, and just know God, he's going to bring us out of our situation and our circumstances. And we have to be aware of God, what he's going to do in our lives. So in this of it all, we still got to tell God thank you in our circumstances. Okay. Amen. And two words, always you got to say to God, thank you. Thank you for what you're going to do. In the midst of all, what you're bringing me out of, I know you're going to bring me through it. So, so thank you, Lord. Yes, sir. Amen, amen, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you, no matter what you in, steadfast in what you're in. Yeah, you might be going through something. Yeah, you may, it may be coming for you, but you got to give God the praise when you're in, in the glory. Now, I'm going to read that um that verse is 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, but I'm going to give you 16 too and 17. And it says, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So when we reach, when we reach certain places in our life, we, 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 it's usually in the, in the thick of it that we have the hard time rejoicing and praying. It's when we in, when we in the thick of it. We feel like God's not answering. Uh, he's not responding. Uh, we feel left alone. We feel thrown away. Uh, we feel like we're not loved. But, but I'm here to tell you that it's in those moments where you have to stand the strongest. Tell God, thank you for this situation because you don't know what this, it may seem bad to you in the moment, but you don't know what is setting you up for. Mm-hmm. You don't know what may be coming. Well, this had to happen to you to have you prepared for what was coming a week or two later or a month later. This, 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 what seems like you falling down. It's not even you falling down. It's just a step that you had to go through. And while you in it, tell God, thank you. Thank you for your works, for your grandmaster plan, for the things that I cannot see. That's what we, that's what we should be doing, guys. That's what the scripture commands us to do. Give thanks in all situations. I give thanks in, in all my situations. Might you give thanks in all your situations? Yes, sir, all the time. All the time, ladies and gentlemen. It's give thanks no matter what's going on. Tell God thank you. All right, we'll move on to our next category. It's called the world around us, right? So this is going to be like talking about some stuff or some questions related to, you know, the Christians and, and, and the world around us. So the first question is in this category is what are some of your gifts? What are some of your gifts? How can you use them to serve other people? Uh, my gift would be uh, helping people through their weakest moments and their emotions. Always being humble through it all. Um, we could help people, you know, they just go through some stuff in life. They don't know how to go through it. It's just, it's just, it's just reading the Bible scriptures, coming to a song to listen to, 
just sit down and talk to them for their moments, you know, just let them understand it be okay. Right. Just, just, just talk to them sometimes. Say, I'm going through a rough time in my life. Say, okay, how can you get through this? You will get through this. Mm. Just speaking all positivity in lives, not negative. Just help them through it. It's just, it's just be like a five-second conversation. And they just never know what someone might need. So just being, always being humble until that person, just let them know that, you know, I know it ain't always well right now, but sometimes you just got to have faith in the Lord. that He's going to work everything out the best in his will and on his, on his timing. So basically, you just got to help that person out to the best of your knowledge. And so my, my, say my gift is helping someone always be on their toes and always be on their wheels when they want to give up. Just tell them, you know, it's not the time to give up. It's the time to keep pushing yourself to, to keep striving and keep, keep saying, God, I need you right now. And just keep praying to him and just say, God, I know what it is right now. So I, I, I trust you. So, so sometimes you got to trust God in your, in your weakest moments. So my gift is that I try to help people out with my best ability. You know, just always have faith, even though sometimes it seems hard. But mm. you have you got to take over that 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 negative and say, God, that faith. You got to put that faith above all your trust in God. Yes, and I say, God, I trust you, and I I, I believe in you, and you'll bring my situation. So um, this is based on helping somebody out emotionally, emotionally. They lives, they never know what somebody's going through. So I say, always say, be, be careful how you treat people. So you never know how people are going through yeah. their life. So they might have a smile on their face one day, but next day they mean they might have a smile and go to work. You'll never know where they're going home to. So I said, my gift is always be trying to help someone else with their ability and defend it for, for them because you never know what somebody's going through. So my gift to be just going to help somebody going through, you know. Just help them going through whatever they're going through in life. And just talking to them, just giving them a little word of wisdom. That's all it takes. That little word of wisdom that might help them through the rest of the day. It might help them for, you know, harming themselves and you know, taking trial tribulation. Just, you know, you never know. People go through stuff and they just jump off the bridges and they just say, I can't take no more. So you got to be that person bringing them out of that situation. Just, just giving that, that one small talk, just help them out. Because you never know that that person might need you. And I want to talk to nobody else. Like, but God said, I'm a brand one. Let you talk to that person. That person, you can talk to that person. They might not understand what you're saying, but might understand what other person's saying. Mm-hmm. So my my gifts in life, I really not acknowledge it, that if you come out on this earth to help somebody out on this earth, that mm-hmm. person needs you more than the other person needs you. So you just have to help that person out to the best of your ability. So that, that's my gift for helping and seeing what people are going through emotionally and physically in your life. Just help them bring out, out that situation. And have a faith that God will help you allow them to go out and be more stronger as an individual person to mm-hmm. bring them out of the situation. So that's why I speak to my gift. Yes, yes, man. Helping people, helping people, helping people. If we come out of Romans 12, verse 6 through 9, it says, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. 
If it is to show mercy, then do it cheerfully. Man, my gift is encouragement, man. It's, it has always, always been encouragement, man. I love to try to motivate other people. And a lot of the times it, it, it came from having the lack of motivation, right? The lack of somebody giving you encouragement throughout the day. And, man, I, I can remember, uh, you know, when I used to post pictures on Facebook like with the uh, inspirational quotes at the top of them, you know, just just in hopes that somebody will read it and, and, and feel motivated to continue throughout their day. To be sitting here in, in this in 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 this in this podcast right now and being able to give others encouragement to to keep going, to know that that where you're at is is not the end. You have you have more, more life. You can have a new beginning. When you feel like it's when you feel like it's at your end, you can have a new beginning. God has a has a has a master plan over your life. Keep stepping. Don't don't stop. Keep stepping. Keep moving. Allow God to guide where you're going. Give it to him. All your worries, all your stress, all your the anger that you have. Let God possess that for you. Allow him to hold it for you. You don't have to be overwhelmed. Things are going to arise against you. We know it. One of the fruits of the spirit is long suffering. Long suffering. It didn't say short. It didn't say medium. It said long suffering. As a matter of fact, Jesus Christ told you you have troubles all the days of your life. The thing is, though, you got God with you going through it all the days of your life. You ain't by yourself on this walk. If you had to walk 200 feet. And you know the Lord is with you. These 200 long hard feet. You got to walk these 200 long hard feet. 200 feet you got to walk. And it's hard. And it's the beginning. Of the trial and the tribulation. You don't know what's ahead in these 200 feet. Just think if you ask God at the beginning, right when it right when it was about to start, if you ask him at the beginning, right when it was about to start, God, I need you to carry this weight for me. Mm-hmm. I need you to possess this weight for me. I need you to hold this weight for me, God. Because it is too much for me to bear. And I and I know it is, and I'm not finna try. When you can give it to God in the beginning and let God carry that thing for the whole 200 feet. As a matter of fact, he can carry you and the weight the whole 200 feet. But a lot of the times we find ourselves walking through trials and tribulation. Angry at God and and, and separated from God and, 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 and removed from God. 
that we, we we're carrying this this weight. We're stepping in these potholes. We, we're running into these walls. We're we're climbing these mountains and these hills inside this two hundred feet. And we'll get to the we'll get to the last five feet and say, God, I can't do it no more. Take it all. <laughs> God, I cannot bear this weight no more. Take it all. As a matter of fact, I can't even pick myself up. God already told you He will pick you up, real and reestablish your steps, confirm you. We'll carry it the whole way in this two hundred feet. Get to the last five feet and say, God, I can't, I can't do it no more. And you know what God gonna do? He gonna pick you up in them last five feet, pick up the weight and carry you them last five feet across that finish line. He gonna carry you across that finish line. Them last five feet. But imagine we just had to give it to him 195 feet ago. Amen. Imagine if you gave it to him 195 feet ago. Amen. Come on now. We gotta start giving God the 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 the, the weight earlier. Stop trying to carry it ourselves. Same question in this category. The world around us, guys. What do you think the Bible teaches about people of different religions? People religion. Yeah, what do you think the Bible um, teaches about? people of different religions. You know, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the light. No one's from the Father. Amen. Comes to the Father except for through me. Amen. So that, that tells me it's only one religion because, you know, we have different religions. We have the Israelites, we have Muslims. So we, at the end of the day, we all serve one God, but we all serve different religions. So I don't understand. We have the Muslims Amen. and the Israelites. So we, we different religions we serve as one God. But people choose to worship one God and do they choose to do what they want to do. So they choose to live God based on what how they want to choose, how they want to build their life. So we have the Muslims, they you know they, they do what they do, they do what they do, we have the Israelites they do what they do. But in the Bible it says there's only one God. So if you choose to worship different gods, you're not you're not serving that God if you want you to serve. Because you're basically doing what you want to do. You're serving that religion based on how you want to live your life. Don't you? But God said, if you, if you choose me, or you choose him. So you can't choose different different religions. So that, that that tells me people choosing their religion based on how they want to choose their lives. So it's only one God. So you just have different personalities and say, God, I, I, I don't want to live that life. So I'm going to live this life. So I'm going to be, so I'm going to be a, a Israelite. Israelites say it tells me that they have a leadway to Christian of God. So that, that tells me that you want to be a Christian, but you don't want to live the, the life as a Christian. You want to live the life as an Israelite. But it tells me that you you, you say you, you say you're Christian, but you're not doing you're not helping your brother out and sister as you supposed to do. You've been as very demanding and being very obstructive of God, but you're not doing what He asks you to do. So you choosing to be this religion, and God said, "That's not that's not who I am." But you choosing to be this religion, so I'm a this religion, so that makes me a Christian, because I'm a, I'm this, I'm this, and I'm that. But God said, "I'm only one God. You want to serve me, and you're gonna do it the right way." Yes, indeed. See, that's, 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 that's not, I get with some of these churches. They they mm-hmm. build, they build, and they, and they that's I, I sometimes I try to attach some of these smaller churches. Yep. So you got some of these big churches out here. They so big and they so 
you know, out there in life, mm-hmm. they, they get attached from the God. They they still they say, oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a sewing, I'm sewing. But oh my God, all the sewing money is going to the church and not the people that, that's needed. Right. So you see, you see, you get all this money, you get all this money. Why do I know this money is going to? All I see is going to a big sanctuary, a big gym, and a big, a big restaurant. Because I, I didn't, I don't, I don't sow my seeds into this. I sow my seeds for you to help these people that in need. But instead of us needing helping people in need, we trying to get so big in churches and mm-hmm. so big our big churches that build on billboards and. And, and, and you know on TV, mm-hmm. but God said, "I don't want you serving the wrong person. I need you to serve me. I need you to just go outside and tap out speakers and just talk to everyone that needs somebody to go to. Everybody can't go to church, so you just can't say, 'I'm gonna build this big church. I'm gonna build this big sanctuary unto God.' But God said, God said, I, I need you to go outside and see people blow some bread, blow the water, and, do, and speak to them out." I need you to do that. But instead, as individuals we need nowadays, we want to build churches and this, and God built sanctuaries, and God said, I don't need this. Right. I need you to serve me. I need you to serve this one religion that I am. I'm only one person. It can't, you can't choose him, and you can't choose him. You can't eat your cake and eat it too. So you got to choose me. I'm only one God. So by these other religions out here, I, I, me personally, I believe in one religion. But we, as, as other people, we choose to worship different religions out here to live life based on how we want to live life. So God said, I don't want to go to church, so I want to be an Israelite. I want to go mm-hmm. on these streets and, and speak to other people. Mm-hmm. Then once they give me your opinion, I want to, you know, be more aggressive to them. That's not God. That's not God. I want to be more defensive. Oh, mm-hmm. I give you a Bible scripture, and you turn around and say, God didn't say this. Mm-hmm. But in the Bible, I clearly see this in the Bible that God says it. But you try to make believe I don't see what I see yep. as it is like. Yep. That's why I tell people, you got to stay in your word and you read the Bible. But God says, if you read the Bible, you know me. You can't tell what other people tell about me because you, you know me. You read your Bible scripture. That's why I say, only one God and I, I serve one God. Yep. I don't see other religions. That's why you got to stay focused on your word. Yep. No matter if you should try this, you should try to uh, Muslim, you should try Israelite. God said, that's not you. I can't tell you who to serve, but I know who I am as a God. So God said, you got to stay focused and choose me as one God. You can't be out here in other worlds and say, God, I want to try this and try this. If you keep trying things and trying that, your mind's going to be confused. God, who I'm serving? Right. Who do I want to serve in life? God said, it's only me. Because in the Bible, he says this. Jesus said unto me, I'm on, I'm the truth and I'm the light. And nobody comes through me but me. Mm-hmm. You have to go to God. He say, God, I'm going to go to heaven. It's not going to be no Israelites. It's not going to be no Muslims. It's going to be one God. It's going to be one way in heaven. Yep. So whether you choose it or not, God said, it's all on me. So, so people say it's always all these different religions. Yeah, they choose to be these religions. Mm-hmm. It wasn't always the Israelites and, you know, all these Muslims. They choose to do it based on how they want to live their lives. Right. You know, and the Israelites, they, I get so caught up in this. What they say, you know, that women not supposed to wear no, you know, no jeans. They're supposed to wear dresses. Oh, oh, that boy touched on it. God, God said, God said, come as you are in church. 
So the back of your like you you judge me based on clothes I wear. Mm-hmm. I don't have no I don't have no jeans. I don't have no dresses. I can't afford this. I can't afford this. So God say God say come as you are in church. Yep. So for somebody try to tell you tell me who who what can I wear? Are you judging me? Not with no one in Bible says you you know you should y'all should be judged. Mm-hmm. But but you try to tell me what to wear as an Israelite. That's why that's why I tell God people is on one God. You see, you choose to live this religion and different word types of a Bible, but God said you don't serve me and only me in life. That's it. So you yep. tell, you choose to be an Israelite. That's not a Christian. That judges me. That's turning the Bible in different ways. That God said you didn't receive it. That's not in the Bible. That's not how I want you to receive that Bible. That's not how I want you to receive that word. That's what God said. You know, choose me. Not other religions. It's so sad. Yep. That people say I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian, but you're not living up to it. You're choosing mm. to read different Bibles and different moments and different, you know, different Christianities. God didn't make this. Up. You ch- people choose to live this life. Yep, yep, yep. But that's not that what doctrine. God made us to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's not what God made us to do. So that to answer your question, I, I believe in one religion, and I'm not quite sure other people believe in religion, but I know I do. Yeah. And Jeffrey, I know you believe in religion too, son. So that, that tells me, live according to his word. Yes. Not according to other people telling you. Mm-hmm. So you have to live word to, to his Bible and, and just read and just comprehend and understand what he's saying unto his word. So that tells me it is on a one religion. So whether we choose to listen to it and choose mm-hmm. to listen to other people, because it's his focus and not word. It can't be off task of what other people said mm-hmm. and be very demanding. If right. somebody tells us something, you have to listen. You have to choose so you can understand it, look it up, I move mm-hmm. forward. So that tells me it's on a religion and I choose to serve my God. Amen. Yes, indeed, my brother. Yes, indeed, man. That that was a strong statement. Strong statement. Strong statement. So how do I, um, you, you said, tell me, how do I uh, get to God? You have to read. And stay focused, and stay on His will, and, and, and stay on every Bible scripture. If you don't, if you, people tell you something, you understand? That's when you look it up in a Bible. You find a verse, and if it don't make sense to you, mm-hmm. you look it up. Because mm, okay, you gotcha. understand, and you pray, and you just look it up and say, God, yes. I don't, I don't understand what's going on here. But I need you to show me. And yes. once He shows you, you understand why. Say, why say God? Why did that person say that? Because mm. that's how the person receives it. But that's not what I said in the Bible. Right. The people try to twist a turn, a kiss, a, you know, twist my twist the words up in the Bible. Mm-hmm. So you have to that's why you have to read and understand which each word says in each, each verse. So once you understand and comprehend, that's when you say, God, I understand what you're saying. But that person was wasn't accurate. That's when you say God said, I that person tried to twist my words up in the Bible. Mm-hmm. About make him do what he wanted to, make sure right. you do what in you want scripture. to. Yep. So you have to read scripture. And understand and comprehend each verse, each word, mm-hmm. and take your time. Yeah. Understand and comprehend each word and verse. Yes, sir. Man, listen, man. Guys, listen. Everything Mike just said, right on point. Powerful. Man, these different, it's a whole lot of religions out there. People, people are serving, people are, are bowing down to. But I come to tell you that God said, you should not have no other gods before me. You hear me? No other gods 
before me. Jesus came right behind that and said, do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish, but to fulfill them. Guys, it ain't nothing changed about God. And God is the same he was when he started. And he going to be the same when it's all said and done. I'm here to tell you guys if 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 you if you if you if you're not you got to be all the way in you can't be lukewarm with the Lord you got to be all for him he has to be your forefront he has to be your beginning he has to be who you love no other gods before him not money not your house not your car not your children God is first in everything. For those of us out here to listen to this podcast that are married, God is first in your marriage. God is first in your marriage. God should be first in, in all, in all, in all, in everything that you do. Mm-hmm. In everything, guys. In, in, in everything. I had this question asked me one time. Um, a friend asked me, he was talking about religion and he was saying that you know he was having a hard time with the with the christian the christian faith when it was saying um you know that if this is on this is the only way to god this is the only way to heaven and there's so much other you know stuff out stuff out there in the in the um so much other religion out there in the world right how could this be the only way right mm-hmm. and um you know, God says, I am the true God, the only living God. So everything else that's out there in the world is it's nothing but idols. If you if 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 you if you're in Buddhism, you're serving a statue, it's not alive, he ain't never gonna bless you, you ain't never gonna get nothing from you, and he cannot give you eternal life. But I was I responded to his question and I said, How many of those people have heard the gospel, denied the gospel, and continue to serve the religion that they serve? Right? That if you've heard the gospel and denied it, that's your business. That's your business. That's just like my podcast right now. It's, it's in it's in Belgium, it's in Russia. And these people are are hearing this word and they could be serving, they could be serving Satan himself. But they've heard this word. The Holy Spirit is doing his is doing his job in the link when they hear these words. That Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. Give your life to him. He is the way, the truth, and the life. They hear this. And if you deny it, you heard the gospel and you denied it. You hear it and then you denied it. 
you're already battling. If if you're battling with yourself between Jesus Christ and who you are already serving, that tells you there where you should be. Jesus is the only way to the only way to heaven. You have to be born again, man. You have to. You have to. You want to get to that beautiful place mm-hmm. where Jesus is right now, preparing our place for us. You have to be before the Lord, before God. You have to be. And when it comes to them different denominations, there's so many denominations out there, man. I was I was passing out some stuff about my podcast. And um, I've had a couple people ask me about my denomination, right? What denomination is my podcast? And it actually made me stop and think because it's like, um, what the, I, I mean, a denomination like, you know, like Baptist, Pentecostal, AME, you know, like all that different kind of stuff. And when I said and thought about it, man, I say, I ain't got a denomination. I'm not a denomination. I'm all about the text. I'm all about what's in the Bible. I'm all about what the Bible mm-hmm. says. Bible teaching. Bible teaching, guys. Bible teaching. I'm not following no doctrines. I'm not following the Baptist doctrine or the Pentecostal doctrine. I'm not following it. This is Bible teaching. These scriptures are from the Bible. You know, these words are from the Bible. These words aren't from anywhere else. You know, I'm not, it's not structured to a certain way because those certain doctrines, they have certain ways of teaching certain things, right? It's a certain way for them. It's, it's going to move a certain way for them. They, they have a certain way that, that things move. I have a certain way that I move too. The Bible, strictly Mm -hmm. the text is what I call it. The text is what the text says. It's what the text says. You have a lot of people that have been scripture to fit where they want it to fit uh, or or to fit where they want it, where where they trying to make it go. Keep it straight as possible. Keep your, keep your scripture straight. That's what we do over here at the crown table unleashed. So if if you listen to us, to myself, Every week, listening to Mike today, then you understand that this here ain't ain't talking about, you know, this ain't talking about no certain way of none of that other stuff, you know, what church fall up on it. This here is the crown table. And we talking about getting yourself a crown, getting yourself a crown, the seat upon your head, because you're following God. You're following Jesus. You're bringing out the king or queen in you. All right, Mike, you finna move on to um, personal beliefs. Um, yes, sir. And it's so crazy that this question this question came up. It says, um, if you have children, what approach would you take to teach them about faith? Because you got a little girl that's finna be out here in this world in a minute, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, thankful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much thankful. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 man, how you going to introduce God to her? Oh, man, that's a good question. I mean, I'm always telling her, you know, I always have faith. You don't have to put nothing up in life. I always have faith, you know. Faith right. is, is very important in life. If she, she go through something like she might go through something in life, I'm not, I might not be able to do it for her as I need it to be. Mm-hmm. I'm telling her, you know, you need to have faith. You have faith. And she might say, I don't have faith in life. So you have to try. Ask God, you know, I don't know what's going on, but I need you to bring me up. You know, just really, that's why as a, as a, as, as a parent, you just got to give her different Bible scriptures to her, for her to feed off on. 
say God. Say God. I need faith. Faith. Mm-hmm. Faith. Faith is a muscle for you. So I need you to give me all the faith you give me, Lord Jesus. That's why it's like as now as she as she as she developing in our room, I'm just consistently praying over and ask God to give her faith, give her wisdom, get her knowledge. As as a, as a young lady, as as a newborn baby, God, as she, as she, as continue to grow with her, as as God as you are, continue to help us have faith and confidence. Your heart help us understand that God, have faith in me, that everything will work out, sir. If we have to install in our kids that if we don't have nothing left in life, we don't have money, we don't have food, we don't have a job, we don't have house, we homeless, whatever we, have, we don't have, that we must have faith. That God will bring it out of the situation. Well, a lot of times we don't we don't really talk to our parents about teach our kids the concepts and foods about the Bible that they need to understand that when people out in this world is giving up. Because so if we don't have faith, we don't understand the Bible as individuals, as human beings, as our kids, you know, we tend to give up. But we must anything we must install our kids is faith. That faith is the most important thing in the Bible. It's faith. Without faith, it's nothing. Without faith, it's all you can do is give up and say, God, I can't take no more. This is it. It's the most installed in our, in our children that the most important thing in life is faith. We must stay strong and read the Bible and say, God, I understand the word. I understand it. And she don't understand it. Or our children don't understand it. I understand what our parents are talking about. Faith. If I don't have nothing else, I'll make sure my child has faith. Make sure that she understands the word of God and she understands each, each, each scripture and she come upon and say, God, I don't, I don't know how to make this school, but I'm going to have faith. I don't know how to make the college, but I'm going to have faith. I don't know how to make the day to day, but I have faith. I don't understand, but I'm going to have faith. So we have to install in our kids that the most important thing that we must have is faith. And if you feel like you give up, I say, child, do you have faith? They say, not right now. But until you have faith and you understand the word of God, you got to push yourself and say, God, I have faith now. So we have to teach our children each day that you pray and you pray and you pray that God give them faith and wisdom and understanding through it all, through the circumstances and through the situations that we have to install in our kids. Faith. Whatever they're going through, they must have faith. So that saying that, you know, our kids is, is, is Sometimes they go through a lot of stuff that we don't understand a lot. So we must sit them down and talk to them. At the end of the day, do you have faith? You got to ask your kids this. You got to give them a Bible scripture that, that talks about faith. And they, 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 and they sit down and they say, and they say, God, it's me. My name is such and such. And I must have faith. I need you to give me all the faith that you have in me. So I can sow and I can have wisdom and I can continue to have faith and I continue not to give up and I continue to read your word and understand that God, I don't know why you bring me up to situation, but me as your child, me as your, as your, as your future, me as your little one, I mm-hmm. must have faith. So that, that tells me no matter what I'm going through, I must trust God no matter what. I must hear fill his word no matter, no matter what. We must, we must learn to teach our kids that no matter what it is in life, that it takes us faith and we must approach it mentally. We must take our time and grow with them to where we can understand what's the meaning of faith. 
what the faith really means. Faith means to trust you through it all. Faith yep. means that I'm going to bring you out of it right now. Yep. Faith means that I'm going to teach you how to roll through this. I'm going to teach you how to just go side to side on no obstacles. I'm going to teach you through it. Yeah. Faith means whatever you feel like I'm not going to go through it, you can go through it. Faith means that I'm going to go through it right now. I'm not going to give up. Because I know it's, 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 it's better, it's coming. Yeah. God said better, it's coming. So I'm going to teach my child that sometimes you can probably give up. But you just read that word and say better is coming. Mm. It's just like Jacqueta Carr said better is coming, greater is coming. Mm. So you have to push yourself. So I'm going to take a stall in my child. We said today, I'm going to ask God to help me grow. So I can help my child grow. Yes. I can help my child have faith. Yes. Help my child have the ability not to give up in life, but to understand God. You 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 is what you are will with you. Help her understand well through it all. Nothing will stop her to be, be better as a young lady. Nothing will stop her, but I'll have to grow. I don't want to call on me the hard time. I don't want to call her mom all the time. I want to call God because I can't be always be there for. Her, but God will always be there for. Her. Right. And then they should want to always have faith and grow with the Lord and find that Bible scripture that speaks through her heart and her soul and help her to mold her and shape her to better her ability. Yes. So yes. I, I tell as, as, as parents, we have to teach our child to have faith anything else. That's why I love these parents that you, you, you teach their child to be very disrespectful because they don't understand a word as, as, as parents. Mm-hmm. They don't stay focused. But as parents, we have to teach our child, how to sit down our child down and talk to him about the Bible and the faith of, of his will of God. Sometimes, you know, we just, we just, we just turn over sometimes to God. I'm leaning on you. But at yeah. the same time, I want to have faith in you on top of leaning on you. So we have to teach our child to lean on God through rough times and tribulations and tell God, say, God, I, I see you. Yeah. We have to teach our child to say, God, I see you, and I feel you moving in my life. But sometimes it's hard to understand what's going on because we lose faith. But sometimes as individuals, as children, and, and, as, and as grown people, we lose faith instead of gaining faith. Mm-hmm. So we have to gain faith instead of lose faith. And to lose faith, you give up. But once you gain it, you continue to ask God how to strengthen your faith because you're gaining something. So you want to strengthen something, you gain more than what you already see instead of giving up and losing it. Right. So you want to lose faith, you lose everything you got to give me. God said, you have no trust in me. You can't, you got, I can't, I can't, you don't have no trust in me at all. So I can't really summon you. I can't give you faith if you don't have faith. Uh-huh. So that's something you have to gain between yourself and you have to the Bible. So I tell, I'm about, teach my child, always have faith on top of anything else. Without money, without anything, you must have faith. So faith is a sort of a muscle seed. I'm going install in my child. If you have anything else in life, mm-hmm. you must have faith. Yes, Lord. You must have faith. Yes, Nothing man. must stop you from having faith. Yes, hey, God. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, man, listen, man. I, I, faith is, is, is so important, man. It's it's it's, it's it's so important, so important in our lives, and I and I think, man, for for my daughter, man, I think I'm I'm going to I'm gonna start her with the Bible stories, man. I'm gonna let her mm-hmm. read these Bible stories and let her see how how much grace God has, the love that God has, 
for her, you know, as her introduction into the Bible. Because I have um I have a little book, a little yellow book with red letters on it that says Bible stories and it's strictly just all the the Bible stories in the Bible. And um I can tell you what Bible story got me. Um it was Samson. That's what got me hooked. I was like, man, I, Samson is cool. Samson is is is, is, is amazing. You know, and even in the even though he had disobeyed God, God still allowed him to finish out his mission. That's that grace. That's that mercy. Because a lot of times in, in in life, we find ourselves where we feel like we've messed up, and God wants nothing else to do with us, and that's just not the case. That's just not the case. And the first, and actually, bro, the first Bible book I ever read was actually a Revelation. And people are, you know, uh, like they scared of Revelations and stuff like that because it's a, it's about the end times, man. But it was the first book of the Bible that I actually read when I was getting to getting into, you know, who Jesus was and and the Bible and, and things like that. And I loved it, man. I loved the book of Revelation. It, it, it's it's my favorite book of the Bible. The the ending is is my favorite book of the Bible. Amber, and it's important for us to have our kids and, and, and the Bible teaches us to, you know, to teach our kids, you know, about Jesus Christ and, and, and to raise them up in the way that in, in the way that they should go. And, you know, those things are important, man, because that's the that's the next generation and the generation and the next generation needs God. And a lot of the stuff that's going on out here in this world is 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 just simply the lack of, of God being being present. It's mm-hmm. not in, it's not in schools no more. Um, um, young people, um, don't want to run to the church, um, for whatever, whatever, for the, whatever reason they may have. Um, and it's just a, a, a total loss. And so, you know, that's another reason for this podcast. Hey, I'm a young person and here's the word. Here's a place for you to come and not feel like how you feel when you go into the church. Here's a place for you to come to receives God's word, the truth of God's word. So, yeah, man, I think, I think that's cool, man. I'm, I'm excited for that, for that journey for you. I'm excited for that journey for me. And, um, um, it's going to be a great experience, a great experience to be able to see your child fall in love with their creator, to know that they're going to, be able to be with God, you know, one day when it's all said and done. Okay, I got a little a little good question here, man. It's um it is um yeah, I think it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good to hear this to hear this answer because it's it's yeah. so it's it's so flesh driven. So here it is. It says, Are there any situations where you think it is acceptable to lie? Mm. Good question. Any situations uh, where you think it's acceptable to lie? I would say this: um, lying is okay under two circumstances: protect your, to protect yourself and someone from, from a million being danger. I said it because you have to protect yourself; you're in danger. Okay. Why tell you? Why, how can you tell the truth if you're in danger? See, God, God understands that, so He. He's taking into um, consideration that, you know, 
Mm. He's trying to, uh, she's trying to protect herself. So that means uh, if she, he or she can't protect herself, how can she tell the truth? You know, how, how, how can she, how can she, how can she live if she's trying to protect herself? If she, if she tell the truth, she's dead. <laughs> so God said, I, I understand. So he, if you, what you're trying to preach to yourself is going. So in, in other situations, God said, someone else from a median danger. That can be, you know, you and your house, or you talk about abuse, or, you know, child of the gut. In that situation, you got to lie. There's it's, it's no explanation about it. But God says, you can't, you can't, you have to lie. And God, he understands that. So God said, oh, you, okay, he, he lying for a reason, to protect himself, to protect her. So God says, not on the two circumstances, he didn't say three, he didn't say four, one or two. Listen, to protect yourself or to protect someone else in the medium of danger. You know what danger means. It could be, you know, harassment. It could be, you know, abuse from your wife, your husband, whatever the case may be. Two circumstances. Any other circumstances, it's in the unacceptable. So we have to understand that as human beings, that we have to take that, take that word of God. Lying is okay under two circumstances, not three, not four, not five, not six. So by, by saying that, it may, you know, make me, you know, I, I'm in trouble, I need help. This would be a situation, you know, I lost, I watch a lot, so I, lost, I watch a lot of cop shows, law and order. A cop, a cop, police officer, I knock on the door. A lady knock on the door, she answered the door. The cop asked the lady, is everything okay? But the husband or the boy from behind her. She says yes, but she has to say yes. If she say no, in any circumstance, he's right there behind her. When the cop leaves, she getting abused again. She getting hurt again. So that tells me she has to lie in that circumstance. That could help me. She in danger, immediate danger. So she has to lie. It, it a yes not and yes cannot be accepted. When that when that cop leaves. That's it. She could be dead. She could be hurt. She could be buried. So she got to know when to lie, when it's okay to lie. And in another circumstance, it's not okay. But God says, under two circumstances, well, two, protect yourself or someone from being immediately, immediately in danger. What is scripture? Immediately in danger. Ah, I need to find that scripture. I looked it up the other day and you gave me the um the question. But once I find I'm gonna let you know. But that's that's under the two circumstances. If I, uh, I don't know how to look it up. Two circumstances. Well, give me hold on for a second. I knew this was gonna be a good question when it came up, man. I was like, man, this is, this is yeah, yeah, it's a very good question. Oh, I said, Lord have mercy, it touched my soul.
can't find it. No, when I do find, I'm gonna let you know. So, um, so just to refresh our, our, our listeners' minds, the question was: Are there any situations where it is acceptable to lie? To lie, mm-hmm. guys. Mm-hmm. To lie, because Mike said there's two. You know, when you in, in danger of your life, and what was the other one? Somebody danger of somebody else's life, right? Right. It's so hard. It's so hard to. Um, it's so hard to place to place because um, the Bible speaks so strongly against you know the lying phrase. And it's 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 almost like it's almost like you know you know with 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 Jesus and God everything is about truth right mm-hmm. so even in even even in a moment even in that moment you know if if you felt like your life was at danger if you told the truth that you would die. Who's to say if you told the truth, you would die? And if you did die, if you did happen to pass, you know, you would, you know, if if, if the person, you know, you told the truth about whatever the, if this, it's so crazy because that, that, that thing is so like, it's so crazy. Mm-hmm. If, if you get it. If you're in a situation like that where it's life or death to tell the truth, like what 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 could it be possible for you to have done of of how it did? You know? Like mm-hmm. the whole situation is 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 like whoa. Like mm-hmm. I, I I know God was intervening in your life long before you got to this point. You know what I'm saying? Long before you, you got here on your knees and, and this person's gonna kill you. And he asking you to tell me the truth or I'm going to blow your brains out. Mm-hmm. And to lie to still alive. It's kind of like saying you know, to lie to stay your family or you die. That's what you're choosing. I don't know because your family don't come for your salvation, do it? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying to God. I'm talking about people in general on, on, small on this earth. Either you tell me where you, where your family are, or you die. In that situation, that's what I said. To protect yourself, or someone in danger. You have to protect your family. You have to protect yourself. You know where I'm telling you? Mm-hmm. Where are people at? And God, God says, He understands. You're meet in danger. You have to protect yourself. You have to protect your family. So yeah, and that, and that means you have to do all means that necessary to protect yourself or someone find me in danger. I'm in danger. Mm-hmm. I tell the truth, we die. I have to lie for this one exception. Now that's God to help me understand. You have to understand why, why, I'm, why I'm saying this. And when it's all said and done, he sees us. He knows what we're going through. So, for me, saying that that point is perceptive. Protect yourself, or someone who else is in danger. 
but it's kind of like it's kind of like a playing game that I don't know what to do, guys. So it's like I have to protect myself, or I have to protect myself from the person immediately in danger. It's kind of like a, a win lose situation. So I understand what you're saying there. All right, so it's 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 it's. Oh, this is this is part of the, the I did not know this is part of the best question on the whole sheet right now. <laughs> okay, so listen. Nowhere in the Bible does it present an instance where it's considered okay to lie, right? Like that's just that's just the bottom line. That's just that's just it's just not happening because you got Exodus twenty twenty sixteen speaking against it, Proverbs six sixteen through nineteen speaking against the first Corinthians thirteen six he's speaking against the Psalms one nineteen through twenty nine speaking against it. I mean there's just scripture everywhere about not lying, right? Just just all the way all the way out there. Um you got your you have your Bible open? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So there is two instances in the Bible where God, where somebody lied and some blisters came out of it. So we just go, we just gonna read these scriptures in the the Bible, read these scriptures in the Bible, and um, and we gonna see where it go. Exodus one fifteen to twenty one. Okay, I'm gonna answer this now. Okay, so read that Exodus one fifteen through twenty one, and this is about Pharaoh. So this is the. Uh, the synopsis of this is um, uh, where this a favorable result was produced from a lie. Um, uh, the Hebrew midwives tell Pharaoh seems to result in the Lord's blessing on on them. All right, so it's Exodus one fifteen through twenty one. So read that. Chapter one. Yeah, chapter one, verse fifteen through twenty one. And just for context, this is when Pharaoh was killing all them Hebrew babies. My Bible had a different word in it, meaning. You say what now? My Bible had a different word in it, word in it, meaning in it. It don't matter. Just read Exodus chapter 1, verses 15 through 21. It says, and the king of Egypt spoke in Hebrew a man of wives and his name of one of the shepherds and his name of one procurer and 15 and he said when he offers a midwife and his brutal women and see them upon the stones and to be a son then he shall kill them but to be his daughter, they shall live. But the midwives feared God and did not as killed of Egypt commanded them, but saved them man children of life. Verse 18 says, And the king of Egypt called them midwives and said unto them, Why he gave us them this thing and have saved them man or children alive. And then midwives said to Pharaoh, because the Hebrews women are not of the Hebrews trained women, and they loudly and delivered our midwives came unto them. 
Therefore, God dealt with them midwives and the people multiple and wise, very mighty. And 21 says, And it came to pass because midwives feared God and made them house. That's the 21. My Bible is a little word different. All right, cool. So they did lie, right? So they, they did lie mm-hmm. to Pharaoh, but they feared God. Um, they feared God in that instance. So that's what was, um, you know, God was that higher being, right? So, oh, that's a touching one. So I'm not saying it's okay to look. <laughs> I'm not saying it's, it's okay to, to lie and thing like that. But for what God was doing at this particular time, you know that's what needed to be done. Um, they feared God more than they fe- than they feared Pharaoh, so you know, life life was spared. Life was spared. It's also again in um in rehab's lie to protect the Israelite spies, right? So mm-hmm. um, turn to Joshua chapter two verse five. What chapter? Uh, Joshua chapter 2, verse 5. Mm-hmm. Okay, read that. Joshua chapter 2, verse 5, read that. And it came to pass about the time of shutting of the gate, when it was dark, then the man went out, whether the man went out and worked or not, pursued after the man quickly, for yell shall overtake them. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 All right. So here's, say, look, listen, the crime table unleashed is going to find these answers for you. And we're going to bring you the answers and the truth. All right. So ultimately, at the end of the day, um, this, is, this, this is what we're going to settle with. It is important for us to understand that God never condones the lies, um, these two lies that we just read. Right. He never condones it, um, even though they both had positive outcomes. Right. The Bible never praises these lies. And the Bible never never states there's an instance where lying is the right thing to do, Mike. Nowhere. At the same time, the Bible does not declare that there is no possible instant in which lying is acceptable option. Right? Because just the simple fact that the Bible is not going to contradict itself even though these 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 two examples are very strong and and very strong and valid examples it's 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 still not the the right thing to do so even if somebody was going to kill you or somebody was going to kill somebody else you lying 
it's just a decision that you're gonna have to make. And it's solely on you, right? It's 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 either to having a clean conscience because at the end, because when it's all said and done, you still gotta repent for it, right? Because it's it's still a sin, technically, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So you still have to. You still have to. That that's why this is under personal beliefs because it's like it's a belief thing, man. It's like you know you're in that situation it, and it's and it's fleshly moved because the, the the spirit in you should be close enough to God to know that. No matter what happens in your life, you should know that, you know, you did good deeds on this earth. You served the Lord. You served Jesus Christ. And, you know, you, whatever happens, your your soul is going to heaven, regardless of whatever outcome. Even if you got in the car right now and, and drove down the street and, and got in an accident and was gone, you know. So, do you... um? Do you agree with this with this particular saying that there's no instance in the Bible where there is acceptable to lie? Yeah, different circumstances. Different circumstances, but I understand what you said though. Okay. Okay, good. So that's that, that's what it's all about, guys. It's about understanding. It's about learning. And this and this, and that's what we're doing. That's what that question pulled out of us, man. Is, can we we can we find this answer in the Bible? And, and and to come to the end result, we did. So, guys, look, that was good. <laughs> I I enjoyed that question. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. All right, guys, we're gonna move on to this last category, which is called Bible truths, right? And uh, I'm gonna be reading these for you guys. Uh, I'm going to read these for you guys. So it says, the first one is, what does every sin deserve? What does every sin deserves? And the answer is the anger and judgment of God, right? Mm-hmm. So every, every, every sin deserves the anger and judgment of God, right? So we're coming out Ephesians, Ephesians, excuse me, Ephesians chapter five, verse six, and it says, "Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of such things God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient." Mm-hmm. For those who are disobedient, then we're also going to go to Galatians chapter 3 verse 10 and it says for all who rely on the works of the law are under a curse as it is written cursed is everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of the law so god is just telling you that you know we are we are not to we are not to sin we all continue to always do to follow the law to follow the law the law is not gone like I said, like I said earlier, Jesus didn't come to abolish it. He just came to fulfill it. He just came to fulfill it. And and then, and then when they asked Jesus for what other ways could they do to to continue to 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 move um, within the law, God gave them two two ways out. He told them to to have faith in me and to love thy neighbor. And if you do all those things, there's no way you could you could you could break any of the Ten Commandments. No way you could. Um, um, so. Those two things are are, are which, which the 
the way out that God gave for them to understand. Um, love thy neighbor. If you have love, um, you can, you can, you can, you can do everything up under them. You know what I'm saying? If you have a love, you're not going to lie. You're not going to covet your neighbor. If you have a love, you're going to love God. Um, if, if you love, you're not going to murder them. You're not going to steal, you know, you're not going to do those things. You, you're going to continue to, to, to move in the way, in the way that you should, in the way that you should, um, at all, at all times. And then that last one is, what is the anointment, the atonement, excuse me, what is the atonement? What is the atonement? And the answer mm. to that question is, it is Jesus taking God's wrath and satisfying his justice in the place of sinners by his suffering and death. So that's, that's what the atonement was. God, Jesus, excuse me, stood in the place, stood in that place for us. So we didn't have to, we didn't have to um, receive that. We didn't have to receive that. And that's in first Peter, first Peter chapter two, verse 24 says, he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness by his wounds. You have been healed, right? So God has already paid the price for you, paid the price for your sins. The only thing he's asking for you to do is to follow him. That is what he's asking you to do. And to be able to do that, you have to be to, 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 to mostly be able to be as much like Jesus as you possibly can. Like I've told you plenty of times before is to have the fruits of the spirit and put on the body the body and the arm of God every day that you wake up, put on the arm of God. Those things, those particular things can help you to, to become the best you and the, and the best follower of Christ, you know, following God's word, following God's word. Also to, to that text, Revelation chapter five, verse nine says, and they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seal. Because you were slain. You hear that? Mm -hmm. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seal because you were slain. Talking about Jesus. Jesus was slain. And with your blood, you you purchased for God persons from every tribe, language, and people, and nation. So that's telling you right there, God has died for every tribe, every language every people and every nation God has, mm-hmm. God has done. Jesus has done the work. Jesus has done. Jesus has done the work. If if you listen to this podcast right now, he has done the work for you. All you got to do is accept him as your Lord and savior. Acknowledge him, acknowledge him as the son of the only living God. And guys, you can have it all. Guys, you can ha- you can you can have it all. Regarding these last two um last two questions, Mike, do you have any um any closing statements on that? Uh, you know, this um on the whole subject. Uh, yeah, just on this this last category, Bible truths, and then we'll do a closing summary after that. It's, it's, it's basically, you know, you know, we should be careful on how we how we sin. You know, we sin different 
sometimes we don't know that we sin, but we sin different ways as God to give us and wake up before we go to sleep. And it's don't make it a, a habit of doing things that we know that's not right unto, unto God. is ask God for forgiveness and to walk with him and don't walk away from him. So that's basically Amen. it. Amen, Mike. Amen. Amen. Remember, gold, gold plated is okay. Um, it is it is it, it, never okay to lie. And uh, uh, um, what else we talked about? Um, teach your children the Bible, and and remain strong. Remain strong in God. Remain strong in God, ladies and gentlemen. Mike, man, I'm so glad that you was able to come down onto the show, man. I I appreciate it, man. Yes, sir. I'm fine. And um, so uh. Before- before we get out of here, we going to um, break into a, 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 a quick prayer. And then uh, we're going to get on up out of here. Mike, thank you again. Thank you again for uh, uh, for tuning in um, to the Crown Table Unleashed and for being a part of and, and, and stepping into it um, and coming today. Um, y'all give Mike a round of applause, please. Yes, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, let's go into this prayer real fast, okay? Yes, sir. All right. Father God, I want to thank you for allowing us to be able to sit here on this on this podcast, Father God, and talk about your word and, and have a discussion about your word, Father God, and, and, and to come to a place where we find truth, Father God, find truth and understanding through your word, Father God. Thank you for allowing us to have the Holy Spirit to guide us as we continue to move throughout our lives, Father God. God, I ask that you bless those that are listening to this podcast, Father God, that I may be going through whatever they may be going through in their life, Father God. Help them to understand that you are able to carry your weight for them, that they do not have to carry it themselves, Father God. Thank you. Thank you for all that you are, Father God. Thank you for having the answers right there for us, Father God, for us to find. Thank you for all that you are. Thank you for for, for being our Father and, and being our, our shepherd, Father God. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Mm-hmm. All right, my brother. I appreciate you, man. And um, we can't wait to have you back here on the Crown Table Unleashed. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Have a blessed day, sir. All right. Yes, sir. You too. All right, guys. We're going to get on up out of here. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in to the uh, to the Crown Table today. Um, but before I get out of here, I got to explain some things um, real fast for the the ending of the um, the seven keys, guys, is 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 finally it's finally coming to an end. And at the the drop of this episode on Wednesday, you guys have till Friday to send me your information. Remember, this is what I need for the seven keys to win for you to win these three hundred dollars and these knickknacks coming from uh, for me for your for your journey with Christ. Um, I need you to leave a review. On Apple Podcasts, just to make it simple, if you have pop, if you have Spotify, you can go on Spotify. Wherever you're watching the Crown Table Unleashed, yeah, leave your review because I monitor all my platforms. But I would prefer you do it on Apple Podcasts, and then send me the seven keys in email to jeffyclark at yahoo.com. Leave your name, first and last name, um, your phone number, and your address so I can send you send you the the knickknacks and goodies and it's $300 for you guys taking the time to get these seven keys and and these seven keys to the kingdom and it's just 
sow a seed into your life, sow a blessing into your life to 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 usher in this 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 kingdom of God and 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 for you to get into this study, um, guys, this is what this is about. I, I, I'm so thankful, um, and and and, I, and I'm and, I, and I'm glad that you guys are are here listening to this podcast. Today's episode was electrifying. I loved every moment of it, and um, I hope that you guys did too. I'm finna get out of here, guys. Look, I love you. And I appreciate you. And continue to be up under under the Lord at all times. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Crown Table Unleashed with Jeffy Clark III. If you found today's episode meaningful and impactful, share it right now with your friends and family. Tune in again right here, same place, same time. And remember, we're meeting you where you are no matter what time of the day it is.